Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back. Episode 94, No Snooze Podcast. I am here with the entire crew, Michael, the show, Pirelli, Claudio, the skinny voice, Valenzuela. We have Justin, the most famous intern, Sanchez, and I am Dave, the body, Regina. Michael, how the hell are you, my brother? I'm great. I just want to know what skinny voice sounds like. Because <laughs> like, Justin's got a voice that you yeah. think he's like a big dude. You know? Very yo, deceptive. yo, yo, what up? Yeah. <laughs> I would true. like to see in the comments, if you haven't already liked, subscribe, and all that good stuff. But put in the comments everyone's weight based on our voice if you haven't seen us yet. <laughs> I'm the big body. I'm 350. I could see you being like a skinny dude with a great voice. Though. The skinny guinea? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. well coming in hot, going to get demonetized That's right. off um, that. Today we're going to be talking about mastering the art of negotiation. But before we get there, we have a couple PodBot updates. If you're just joining us for the very first time, we want to say welcome to the family. We thank you. And if you're back for another week and you're rising and grinding with us on Monday, on launch day, Thank you for your support. Yes, and right? PodBot is basically, Dave is just going to tell us that he is in great shape, and then it's going to be the rest of us trying to figure out how to get the body fat. I tank. actually have a very good update for you with statistical data that I needed, right? So I had a great run of 70 days straight in the gym, then I... <laughs> then I ended up. Then I ended up taking two days off in a row. Travel. I was sick with a sinus infection, but I also felt that my body was kind of, you know, kind of needed this day off. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I first started with uh, Ambrosio Castellana, uh, which is my trainer, I've been tagging him in a whole bunch of things. You know, I did weigh in, and I was all the way up to twelve point seven percent. Whereas I finished the year under 10%. So my body, even though I was working out, I know exactly what I was doing in terms of the diet that was, you know, keeping my uh, body fat up. What was, can you give us a little Yeah, detail? it's the big O. Oreos. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I, I was crushing three Oreos a night, a little ice cream, uh, but still working out hard. But you can't, <laughs> wait, wait, time out. Yeah. But you can't, like, I watch all these fitness influencers, yep. and maybe it's all fugazi, mm -hmm. but can't you still do that if it fits within or not? So, well, if you're counting macros, technically you can, but at the end of the day, 100 calories of M&Ms, there's still a big difference on how your body absorbs it compared mm -hmm. to 100 calories of grilled chicken. Digestion. You know what I mean? And I just wasn't, I definitely was not as focused. And the, work, the workout regimen was on point, okay. but my diet, you know, I was, you know, instead of having two pieces of pizza, I was having four, wow. and pasta on Saturdays, but I was doing it on, on purpose, you know, because I knew that I was going to have to recharge restart and get down to this eight yeah. percent yeah so i had weighed in at 12.7 percent body fat when we're when we're talking these low numbers i mean michael's not that low but when we're talking these, <laughs> these low numbers we're talking about percent body fat last year we did a challenge tried to get down to 10 percent. so this year i'm trying to get down to eight right and i want to make a recommendation to everyone if you can go to an in body just to get a reference so yep. you can see what the hell we're talking about. Because I've been talking to some people, and they have absurd thoughts on what their body fat is. Yes. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm probably at the 12 month. I'm like, no effing Delusional. Way. Delusional. So go get tested. Don't tell us the number. just gives you reference. Go yes. ahead. Yes. Um, so- you know, I wasn't doing an in body every single week because that can get you can get a little obsessive the way that I am, okay. right? No, yeah. and, and there's listen, there's multiple approaches to this, you know. And I talked to my guy Mike at GNC, yeah. and he said I am the most uh, current customer. I come the most <laughs> out of anyone to weigh in. He said the next closest the guy comes every three weeks. Oh wow, you yeah. see, so I'm that's kind of me. I did it um, actually one month later of being with uh ambrose for one full month and i weighed in at 11.1 percent right but holy hell. the goal um is actually a 36 percent decrease over time to get from 12.7 down to eight is a 36 to 37 percent decrease in body fat right so it's a it's a lot That's yeah a lot. you yes, know whereas well, you're, yours mine's gonna be yours is about 50 percent yeah you know so but it's a little easier on the top part for right. the 50 but what i like um not only about ambrose but you know with this extra accountability factor is 
I, I have to have this this feedback and data, right? Yeah. Pictures every week to you see don't how you're looking. Down because uh, you know, of course, because um, so, if you fail, he fails, right, and, and then absolutely. he's screwed, and then he loses his job. No more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him. I said, I said, listen, man, you know, you can't come on until I, I hit this goal. Yeah, and he's like, what if it takes I don't a like long that. time? I want to hear it before. I'm trying to get my <laughs> trying goal. to get in there. Uh, but no, man, I, I we're on a 12 week uh, plan, so that's going to be the goal. So in 12 weeks. In twelve weeks, I'm trying to get there. Okay, so I have um, that's fast. I no? have, yeah, I got two months left though. And you got you went from twelve point what twelve point seven to eleven point one. What is that percentage wise? That's big. Uh, that's a I, big chunk. That's a, that's a good question. I don't have that right I'll offhand. Do quick math. Keep yeah, rambling. Do, do quick math. But I was shocked to see, <laughs> you know, when you think only twelve point seven down to eight, it doesn't seem like that much. But when you think thirty six, thirty seven percent. Body fat coming off—that's that's pretty significant. It's a lot. Um, so I, I like you know seeing that data. Twelve point five percent. So I lost twelve point five percent. That's um, a lot. But yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty impressive. But there's a lot of work that obviously goes into that. Uh, but even for me, I mean the numbers are—they really tell a story, you know. And then on weeks that you're not really you know sticking to the plan, you you can obviously tell and you can see it through the app. Um, you know, we, we do everything through True, True Coach, which is a, a great app for both coaches and clients. Uh, so I'm enjoying it, you know, but I did take two days off. I, I know you guys would uh, appreciate that. Uh, well, <laughs> me. I don't Catching take days up. off. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's pretty awesome. It's a great update. Were you, like, relieved to see that? Because, like, I know, at least for me, when I do something, if I don't have that data, I'm always a little doubting. Yes. I'm like, I could be, like, way worse than I was a week ago. Mm-hmm. I get so nervous when I'm on the damn machine. Oh, yeah. I mean, My heart rate must yes. I want to do a heart rate monitor. And the little time. noise that it makes while it's counting your sk- oh. And why has it got to slowly go right. up? Just, like, give me the number. Don't exactly. give me, like, the, and you're like, slow down, slow it down. It just keeps going. Um, but, yes, to answer the question, so that's why I didn't even want to do it every week or two weeks because- it was a little fear in me, you know. I didn't. I, oh, I yeah. definitely doubted myself. The reality myself. of it. Yeah, man, because it's it, it's right there in front of you. So I was like, uh, at least a month gives me some time. But he also didn't want me doing it every single week. Uh, we do. Um, he does measurements and weight, but we weren't doing the body fat. So are I'm, your measurements changing? Uh, measurements are changing. Like are your changing. waist and your waistline. Yeah. So um, down. From 233, 234 from a starting point down to 227 or 228. Was that weight? Yeah. Wow. Weight? Weight, yeah. What and about what, like So what that did to my waist was bring me down to like a 34 and a half um, from like, th- I, w- I always wear a 36 just to be a little comfortable. You wear a 36? Yeah. Big boy. Yeah, big boy. Uh, um, <laughs> but so that brought me down to like 34 and a half. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, so I think I'll get down to like 33, 32 maybe. So I watched a video, which I'll try to send you a link. It says uh, ways to know you're losing body fat without using a scale or an in-body. Oh, mm-hmm. clothes. Easily. Exactly. So it, the main the main thing <laughs> the was hell? the waistline <laughs> yep. is one of the biggest, and then your measurements. Yes. So, my yeah, my belt, I had to buy a new belt because it doesn't fit anymore. So it was too, I was pulling it all the way across. But my weight, funny enough, hasn't changed. That's okay, though. It's be- been steady. Which I like because yep. I'm like, if it doesn't, as long as it doesn't go up, unless I'm just adding tons of muscle, which is very, <laughs> very possible. Uh, but no, on the, on this journey too, obviously we're trying to uh, retain or increase muscle mass while yeah. you're doing it, you know, because I, I think it'd be pretty easy to get down to eight percent if I just, you know, didn't eat. I, see, <laughs> like, I don't think so. I think you it's know, e- I think, I think you're right. I'm gonna give you credit again. If you maintain the muscle, because your base, B, what is it, base BSR? Your, your B, uh, yes. What your, is your BSR? B, is that your basal metabolic rate? Yeah. Um, that's how many calories you're burning when you're if you do when you're resting. So Sedentary. I'm about twenty nine hundred. Holy hell! Can yeah. you can I'm you explain a little bit about that, by the way? So because um, we burn calories not doing anything, yeah. but we also burn calories when we work out. Right. What is the difference? Because between the basal, can I? Can yeah, I, yeah. Go can ahead. Chime in here. Tell me if go I'm ahead. right. Go ahead. This is my understanding. That the basal metabolic rate, whatever it's called, the BMR, is the amount of calories you burn if you're just operating on day-to-day yeah. without yeah, doing yeah, yeah. physical activity. Correct. So whatever workouts you do just adds to that. Mm-hmm. So in theory, if you eat the same calories as your BMR and you then work out, you should be that delta should be what you're burning. Correct. If you're uh, doing correct. Does it yep. equate? So like for example, yeah, it's if pretty, sedentary, I, we, we burn twenty one hundred. Twenty one hundred calories. Twenty one fifty. Just just by being alive. Just yep. by doing our daily routine. How many calories? 
2150 is me. So you're 2150, but just to give yeah. some perspective, yeah. it's not uh, it's not exact here, but I want to say females and males. Talk about the, females. The average is about 1600. Okay. Um, up to about 2100 on a male. So above average. So that yeah. right. So for a female, because it, it, <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to say that because I, I'm burning 1600 calories. Mm-hmm. Just by doing my regular, that I'm going to lose weight. No, so what that now now to get that formula, I think where you where you're going is if you know that you're, um, Mike is such a foodie, he's saying the basil, I call it a basil, but maybe because you're I don't know guy. if that's the I don't, right. I don't even know B A S A L. Someone's um, screaming on the other. <laughs> yeah, the thing I love about is when we're talking about something, I just visualize someone being like, "That's effing wrong." Yes, exactly. But basically, what it is, say you're. Um, Average is 1,600, right? Yeah. And again, for you to really figure this out, you can go on that in-body, uh, but I'll just give you a basic average. So if you're 1,600 calories of just being sedentary, not moving, right, you need to now be in a caloric deficit uh, to lose weight, yes. right? So if you're working out, if you're eating 1,600 calories, now you're even, yes. right? So you're at zero. You're not going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But now if you're eating 1,600 calories and then burning 500 calories extra throughout the day, now you're in a caloric deficit of 500 calories. 3,500 calories is one pound, so that would take approximately a week to lose you know, a pound to a pound and a half. So that's why they try to put you at that deficit. So Correct. That, and that's why if you have a crazy cheat day, it all goes to hell. Yes. But, yes. but if, you, if you're anal about tracking mm-hmm. your calories, which I've become, I've been able to have a lot more loosey-goosiness as far as dieting. Because I know, like, if I start the day right and I have, uh, you know, uh, a lot of protein on the front end, then my dinner, if it's a little loosey-goosey, I'm yep. still good. So I've been really enjoying hitting the 2,000 mark. Beautiful. And the game plan, tell me if it's right, phase seven, I don't phase know where <laughs> is to keep increasing the magic of the muscle, which, again, Dan's not even right. <laughs> the magic of the muscle is that it increases your base rate. Correct. So he's 2,900 calories, which gives him... It's more to eat, which is an inconvenience, but it gives him more flexibility if he's going to, you know, like, say, for example, if you have a food oh. show. <laughs> it's nice to have yep. that cushion because mm-hmm. the majority of stuff, it's a, it's an abundance mindset where you have more flexibility. It's harder, don't get me wrong, but it's nice to have that muscle because then you're able to maintain it. Not easier because you still have to lift heavy and all right. that stuff, but it's so interesting. What it's you're a, saying right there is if you are working out and let's yeah. say you're burning 500 calories in your workout, yeah. and um, that over time will make your BSR, BSR or whatever BMR. kind of elevate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through, Correct. Okay. Well, that's why when people talk about a metabolism, yeah. that's really what they're talking about. Yes. You have a fast metabolism is something that really you don't know until you know your numbers. Right? Justin's putting his hand up, but he doesn't eat. No, no. no you eat. You think you eat. Yeah. But until you track you, it, you, you really, really don't, don't You really don't eat. Like, you it's know? hard and to eat 2,000 good calories. Correct. Like, oh, yeah. If really you're doing hard. that in grilled chicken and vegetables, that's a lot of food. When I was doing 1,000 a day or whatever- and then I had to upscale. I was like struggling. Yeah. That's why the protein shake was helping because yes. I'm like, I can't even get there. Right, because yeah. it's easy to pound 2,000, 3,000 oh, calories, calories of crap. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but so the there other- you go, Jiggity. So mm-hmm. the thing I'm thinking of is that if you can increase your BSR or whatever and then slowly increase your calories to match and then just the, the adjustment, the dial is the steps and workout- like I'm, I'm doing weightlifting every day, mm-hmm. and then every night or right after weightlifting, there's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at twelve thousand steps a day, and I'm gonna keep adding like five hundred a week, and then Beautiful. I'm trying to make sure that my feet don't. I callus last time, so I'm trying to take care of the feet, extra cushion, you know, do some bath salts, that type of thing, so that when I get towards Wait, are that you end, walking? Are you walking fifty no, or in those things? No. So that was my mistake last that time. I was in the office on a walking treadmill with these on. That's tough. And I effed up my feet so bad. Where now I'm being very smart about it. Yes, I'll hop on the phone and uh, pace a little bit, but the majority of my time is on the the little treadmill. So speaking the of tiny this, treadmill. Uh, speaking of this little treadmill, I have a question. Should I go right into my update? Quick? Yes, yes. We yes. don't want to talk about the little treadmill. Yeah, first? Well, that's part of it. I have I mean, a question. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's called a desk treadmill. Is that correct? Oh yeah, this is it. This, this is what he said. Okay, go ahead. Do go you ahead. want me to ask, or you want yes. to do your update? Tell them what you think a desk treadmill is. Well, my understanding of a desk treadmill <laughs> Listen, is I'm that like this. you put this treadmill, yeah, okay, look, good, it's on camera, that you put it under your desk as you're sitting down and while you're typing while away. You're sitting that's down. so funny. You're think about there's no weight <laughs> no, on your feet. So that's why he's getting so many steps. That's yeah. why I was like, wow, he's doing a lot of stuff. No, he's doing like that. Like a bike would know. make sense. Yes, that's right. I've seen people to bike. <laughs> a stand up desk. <laughs> um, numbers. Um, so I. I'm going to say I got up to 21.4. Okay. Bef- that was that my was last weigh-in. 
Yeah, we'll call it a starting point, but I, I digressed a little bit. But the main thing was I was up a bunch of muscle for my last push at this, probably up five to seven pounds of muscle. So the last That's year great. wasn't completely wasted, yep. which was nice. See? Um, and I had a better base going in. So when I just weighed in again, again, so stressed on yeah, that thing yeah, because yeah. all the hard work, all the steps, and I was like, if I don't break 20%, it's a, I'm yeah. going straight to a buffet. <laughs> and in my head, I was 100% serious. I was like, it's it. I'm just going to go the other way. If So it was going, 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 and I came in at 19.5. Okay. But right. it looked like I was shooting above 20. <laughs> it, for some reason, it was, it was kind it was of quick. Up. Um, but here are the stats that I want to bring up. I had a plus uh, 1.3 in muscle. So I'm up to 105.6 lean mass. And then I had uh, a minus 5 in fat. So I don't know Minus if 5 pounds or five, minus 5 pounds. Pounds, right. So it went from 49 to 44. Great. So I'm assuming some of that's like water and clothes and all that. Um, but I was very happy. I dropped 1.9% in uh, body fat percentage. That's great. And my weight is at 225. At the peak, it was at 232. So it hasn't really changed. 225 has been like, like floating yep. weight. Um, so good progress. That's awesome. That's what it's about, progress. Yeah. But I I said it before, and I'll say it again. This time, I just feel like I have all the puzzle pieces, and it's just a matter of if I can stick to the plan when life gets in the way. I agree. For example, we're out of our house in a week, for a week, because they're doing uh, the ripping out radiators and doing sheetrock. So my game plan is to move my treadmill and then my mobile weights to my parents' basement Under and desk. not miss a day, or drive to my house, work out, work out. Bar Miguel, Jim Miguel, and uh, go to work after. So I'm trying to figure that out. Okay, but I can't that's miss good. a week. I don't have time no, to no, miss no. A week. You definitely can't miss a week. Um, that's that's off the table. And the tiny treadmill, everyone <laughs> shits. On. It's amazing. It's nice. It, it looks it's good. Mobile. It definitely looks good. I'm like walking on a tightrope. How's yeah, my yeah. squat form? I'm Very, fantastic. It's getting, getting much better. So much better. Your hips are really opening up. But I still can't do it <laughs> flat-footed. Why is that? Um, Ankles? I think your initial, uh, would that be a descend? Down, right? You just got to go more back versus down. Okay. It could, so it's that can thing. force you, yeah, and it'll force you to stay back on your on your heels. And it feels like the steps are making my legs a lot more sturdy. Mm-hmm. So when I'm squatting, I'm able to go a little lower each time, and I, I feel like my legs are starting to actually contribute to my overall physique, which before they were basically I might as well walk on my hands like a like a um, a duck. <laughs> yeah, no calves yet though, guys. No calves. No calves. No, no calves. calves in the like if, it, if my body was a forecast, no calves inside. <laughs> Shoulders are coming though. They, they look good. No, you, you look good in a suit. I see you. Listen, I'm trying to catch that uh, suit supply deal. <laughs> CV, I'm so excited. You look phenomenal. Yes, sir. Talk to us. Talk to me. Give us a little My pod, walking pod friend. Update. Quick, quick update. So, yes, sir. And there was a little bit of fluctuation. Two weekends back to back. Birthdays, my sister's birthday, my best friend's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday you know, sis. Happy birthdays. <laughs> um, so obviously those weekends were, were you know a little bit cheating. Um, but the good news is that I did overall, I'm on the downward trend, still losing some weight. Um, with the com- combination of the two weeks, the two weekends I passed, a total of five less. Um, of course, it was like four less, and you kind of gain in the weekend. Yep. And then I was focused, and I came back down, and uh, the, 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 whatever I gained, plus one. So total, it was a four. Total for the whole thing, I think you asked me yesterday, it's like 39 and a half total. <sighs> Holy hell. For that, the, since, you know, since I've started this whole thing. That's incredible. I um, wish we put you in a Claudio, weight loss Claudio, are you game. there? I wish we put Claudio. <laughs> I wish Claudio, we, I can't see you. Where are you? I wish we put him in a weight loss competition. We, you could have made some money. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I remember in the, in the beginning of the year, you guys had um, a thing about you know, your words for the year. And it's taken me about three months oh, yeah. <laughs> to figure mine out. Skinny. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> so good. But one of the things that I've always struggled Lean. with is uh, discipline. And okay, that's the one thing I repeat to myself yep. every day when I'm doing my thing because it's, you know, it's, I think, an important thing that I need to stay focused and just continue doing my thing. And, you know, there's a funny, uh, not a funny, it's a good quote that this lady that I've been kind of following on my treadmill uh, says. I'm going to read it because I don't want to butcher it up. Butcher that baby. (laughs) (laughs) The Mike Pirelli. No. Um, When motivation fails, which you've spoken about this, David, when motivation fails, discipline prevails. Yes. I love things that rhyme, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful one. I was just going to ask you, you know, um, a lot of people, when they lose a lot of weight like that, it's it's easy at first to be motivated, right? Yeah. Ha- and I'm not taking away f- and saying that it's been easy for you. I'm asking a question. Yeah. Have you had days that you didn't want to work out? And how did you do it anyway? 
So this whole journey has been very different for me because in the past, that's exactly what I would go through. Uh, this time around, I've made it a point to myself to, to really enjoy and thrive in the process and the journey. So it's a new like shift in my in the way I looked into it. I look forward to working out. So when I if I that's why I've been kind of like been saying I said last time the the whole you know taking a day off or whatever and I'm trying not to and I have I've had taken a couple here and there and only I take them off because my body's just shot I'm still trying to do seven days a week every, even if it's a lighter day I'll go on a lighter day so to answer your question if I'm not feeling on a, on a particular day I'll still get on and it'll, maybe it'll be just a little lighter so you do it anyway right yes so Claudio always used to ask me like you know on days that you don't want to or you can't do it what do you do and I used to say you just got to do it. Exactly. So, it is, but is it kind of making sense now no, that you're it does. living? Yeah, but it is such a, a, a it sounds a, a, easy, a shift in, in your thinking. You know, it's life, right? you it have to have that, yeah. that that shift in thought. Correct. Because if you don't have that shift in thought, you're gonna look at it like, oh my god, I just have to do it. I have to do it. Right. I look forward to doing it. You when get I, to when, do it. If I if there's been mornings I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a day off. I'm not really feeling it. Yep. My back has been hurting for the last like, you know. So we started this little thing at work where I've been. I, exerting myself physically a little bit more normal and my back is sore and there's been a couple of days i'm like oh i don't want to do it. i want to just let it rest let what, it rest what is exerting yourself are you like lifting shit in the office like playing pickleball playing pickleball yeah. <laughs> i visualize you moving people's desks around, around, stuff around playing pickleball and you know i may, I, I may yeah. get into it a little bit harder than others yeah and when that happens you know my, my body my body's 40 years old i'm weary so i you know I, it, it's a sore it's a little bit sore yeah but i've had mornings i'm like oh my back is hurting i just let me give it a rest no, don't give it a rush. Just do a lighter walk. And and the thing is, now because I enjoy it so much more than I ever did before, I'll start a light walk and before you know it, I get my body will warm up mm -hmm. and then whatever pain was there it goes away. Got your mojo and back. then yeah, then I wanna start pushing and pushing. And that's another thing I've been doing is really um I think you well, let me not say I think you've we said this because we know he's I know. Michael, I think you've said this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, I think no, you've I said this before. You know, when you reach a limit, you know, always try to do a one extra. Or a little bit more, right? Dave said that. Yeah, did he? I'm not sure. I think yeah, it's a movie I haven't watched. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. So I've been doing that. So I've actually been running. I started running, which I have not run in like 10 years. I don't Mike even know the last time I ran. dying to say something. No, I just want to ask a question. Yeah, yeah, do you have a, like, I'm trying to avoid the question, so I'm, no, like, I'm speaking over him. No, really do quick. you have a hack for... Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Do you have right, a yeah. hack for being on the treadmill? Because I have something I started doing. I don't know if you have like a, uh, a ritual. About What do you mean a hack? Like, like uh, So for example, I've been doing this thing called the, the talk and walk where I do TikTok and I walk because yeah. you get like mindless. Mm -hmm. And then I've been texting like Dana funny videos and friends. Mm -hmm. So I sent a couple to you guys too. So I've been doing that like when I'm at my like last 10 minutes and like this yeah. is getting boring. So I've been doing a talk and walk. A talk and walk. I like yeah. that. Are you ready for this? Mike? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Mike. Do you have hey, something? Regina? Go ahead. No, I really don't um, because I'm, I, I can't sit and do anything else because I'm trying to push as hard as I can, especially yeah. when it gets to the end. So <laughs> I can't do anything other than focus on not falling off the treadmill because I'm either trying to run you know towards the end or or push myself because what I do I'll put little goals in my mind um, you know and the treadmill has um, stats. little stat uh, no stats so like how many calories you're burning oh, how sick. many miles you're yep. doing all that so in my mind as I'm getting close I'm like oh I want to definitely hit 500 calories I definitely want to hit two miles I definitely want to hit you know so I'll kind of push towards them so if I'm getting close to the end and I'm not quite there yet I'll up the speed mm -hmm. to hopefully reach you know Faster. yeah Gotcha. Um, like and, and, and I'm lucky Like I said um, The treadmill that I have It has a, a screen And we've been walking In the Bahamas So that's what I'm focused on Honestly dude, I love that And dude. it's all, No it's really It's yeah. really cool Because you're not it's sick Remember I used yeah. to say that On the, the thing I'm like I'm going through Italy Waving at people It's the best yeah. No hell yeah Where in the Bahamas are you Look oh, should, They've been going through Every single island So today <laughs> was Nassau so I got a challenge for you. Atlantis. How cool would this be? I was thinking about this. There's been places Should in go Italy. Go to Bahamas I'm, together and work out every day on the beach? No. Well, something I, like I'm that. I'm down. So, so visualizations, visualizations, like a big trademark of what I like to do is like, we were talking about like, if you want something, go see it, make mm -hmm. it real. So I was thinking all these places I've hiked and walked and read it on a bike in Italy, yep. it'd be amazing to get to a goal and then and your, your, your uh, present to yourself is to go do it. To yeah. go there. Wouldn't that be sick? Hell yeah. I like it. It's a good idea. Absolutely. So we're out to Italy going to hike. Um, no, Italy. listen, man. I'm, I'm in. CV, killing it, my brother. Stay on the track. I ask you every week, yep. when we all have eight packs, 
and you're like, ah, I'm at nine percent. These guys are at eight. Yeah, listen. are we gonna be able to give you the like, hey, Dave? Listen, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> listen, man, I'll, I'll be happy. I, I'll be a little. I mean, it'd be great for the brand. It would be great. It would be spark some great. fire on the David's behind. <laughs> Dave, I've already done something you haven't done. That's right. I've, absolutely, you've it's, never lost forty pounds in one shot. Hell no. Yeah, uh, actually, I did. What are you talking about? Ah, I had it. Crohn's disease, my brother. I went from I oh, went from one ninety five to one fifty three. So I'm right there. I'm right there. I'll talk to you in a week. I'm literally right there. I've lost 60 before, too. Yes, that's true. I was 260. Well, that's why I didn't say anything to you. Yeah. 200. Um, You're the godfather here. Well, I'm the walk. I'm the walk king. So, walk king. You know. Uh, um, no, hell yeah. Don't uh, run, by is, the way. Don't run. Just keep walking. This is fire. <laughs> it's exactly what uh, the No Snooze mindset is, is all about, and it's effing phenomenal to see everybody applying it. Now, if Justin could just put a little uh, muscle mass on him, we'd be great. As far as the treadmill, though, I need to upgrade. You need Tiny to upgrade, treadmills. Yeah. like. Time to but go. I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of her. But I'll keep her in the basement. No, put it, I mean, it's about me. Livy's size. Put Livy on it and let her, you know. That's true. Let That's her walk. a good idea. Um, you guys are going to be proud of me. So I was, I was in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, mm. right? Thank God I wasn't like the baby because he, he is a, a part of the song. And I was thinking about this. Um, it's Wants and Needs, Drake and- transition there. Drake, Drake and you, the baby. <laughs> that, I was like, what? <laughs> um, he said, lost a Ferrari, Las Vegas, Nevada. So I'm like- what the hell did this man look, look like? Lost a Ferrari. Lost a Ferrari, Las Vegas, Nevada. So he must have gambled so much that my man lost uh, the value of a Ferrari, but came back the following day and went harder. My point there is in Vegas, I lost $100 a day on black. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, well, at least I didn't lose a Ferrari, but I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, so it's fine. I was down there for the Pac-12 tournament with uh, Oregon. Shout out, shout out to Frank Kepnang and Mark Carter. Uh, phenomenal trip. Awesome time. Uh, they made it to the semis. Didn't go any further. But your boy watched some movies on the plane. So I got recommendations for you guys. I can't All right? wait for this. The very first movie that I watched is actually brand new in 2022. I think we made Mentioned it on the podcast with Kurt Warner, the American oh, underdog. Man. Great story. Acting, uh, okay, but the story, incredible. Yeah. Literally went from stocking shelves after college because he was undrafted, right? Uh, did that for a couple years, then arena football, then became the Kurt Warner Hall of Fame quarterback that we know. Absolutely great. The next one, I don't know if it's new. It looked a little bit older in the pictures, uh, but it's Black Hawk Down. <laughs> All right? So that, that was it. Why are you laughing? Don't give it any spoilers. No, no spoilers. Um, it's it, only been out 20 years. I, did, <laughs> I didn't realize CV said, but like, you know, maybe they shouldn't be showing uh, um, plane crashes plane crash. on the plane, but I, didn't, I was locked in. And I was so proud I didn't fall asleep. And I texted you guys. I couldn't wait. Have you seen the show Yellow Jackets? See, now you're going to something that I... I, I, I try to hold know, myself, man. but it's about a plane crash, no. dude. It's about a plane crash. No, go I, ahead, I'm go just ahead. talking about movies. All right. I'm not a show guy. Listen. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you what's a good show? Have you seen it? No. Can gory, I tell you what's a good gory show, show is Yellow, ever, yellow wor- Listen, Jackets? Goriest show I've ever watched. Really? Glorious or glorious? Glorious. Glorious. Nastiest. Yeah. It's about a soccer team that's going to nationals, and they crash land, and it goes back and forth between their current... And then it has flashbacks to when they're surviving. And I don't want to give away too much. Don't do it. But basically, they live out this place for 18 months after crashing. So if you can imagine the crazy stuff they had to do to survive. Wait, where, where did they crash? It's okay. on Showtime. It was recommended by Phil and Matt Pirro. Where did they crash? Phil and Matt Pirro. Phil, Cat and Matt <laughs> Pirro. Um, they, I don't know where they crashed. I forget in the show. There's another movie like that, an older movie. I forget the name right now, where it's, they crash over the Andes. It's a rugby team. And they li- uh, literally start eating each other. Oh, oh, oh pretty, that's kind that's of probably where they got it from. Yeah. But it's... Dark, but and we watched a real a story bit. though. This is based yeah, on yeah. True no, story. this is this is fake, but dark. <laughs> That's like Life of Pi. Not to go all over the place. Last thing I'll say, Life of Pi. Have you ever seen? Have you seen the movie? No. no. So, absolutely not. Spoiler <laughs> alert: I've seen American Pie. You'll, you'll probably one. never. You'll probably never watch. <laughs> the right? first one. Three. It is a good movie. Spoiler alert: three, two, one. So, Life of Pi. It's about a, I think, a plane crash or boat crash, something, and they're on a, um, a raft, and. The whole movie, he's with like a tiger, a monkey, all these animals. Mm-hmm. So you're watching the movie, and like the tiger's like fine with the monkey, and then like the tiger eats the monkey, this and that, and then that. You get all the way through the movie, and it's this guy talking to a reporter about his things, yep. right? So the end scene is this dude sitting there talking to a reporter, and the reporter looks up and was like, Those people's names, those animals' names were the same as the people yeah. that you're with. So he ate the people. And he looks at him, he goes, would have been better. He, I forget what he said. He was basically like, I well, I had to tell the story and not make it what it was. Or something. And so you realize that they were people. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Gives me, gives me yeah, 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 that's tough. That's tough. A um, good show. Question, I know you don't you watch shows. First? 
What? Mm. Who'd you eat first out of here? I'm going right for that calf, kid. <laughs> going right for your calf. Yeah, Justin would be a terrible uh, meal. I'd be like the yeah, no. You start with Sorry, that. go ahead, Steve. It's not even an appetizer. Um, Young Rock. Young Rock. This is Dwayne Johnson, right? Yep. We know his story yep. loosely. So Young Rock is a show. It's a television show. I think it's on NBC. Oh, sick. It's very lighthearted, but it kind of talks about his journey. Oh, cool. It's pretty inspirational. Having said what you said about Kurt Warner, yep. same thing. You know where he came from, what he, the steps that he did, um, and you know we all we obviously know who he is, what he does now, and kind of where he came from. But you don't really know all of the story. It's actually a pretty good show. Mm. Um, so you know, recommend fire. And then my third one, my third movie. <laughs> thank you very much, trolls. Dear John, have you ever seen it? Dear John, Dude, exactly. I don't like sad movies. Boom. It's That's not a sad. Well, movie. It is kind of sad. Yeah, oh, all these movies are sad. Channing, uh, Channing Tatum. Army, yeah, the Army Guy, right? Yes, yes. yes. But the, uh, it's, it's a crazy outcome. Uh, but listen, I'm not going to spoil the alert here. But I just wanted to share with everybody. If you know that I'm not a movie guy, I'm officially becoming a movie guy. Yeah, yeah you watched three in one sitting. No, that's crazy. Uh, two and then one on the way back. Still, that's a lot. Incredible. For not that's a more guy. than in the last 10 years. I oh, guess. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm a big movie guy because you're in, you're out, and it's done. And then you get the message. You get the I just thing. usually fall asleep. Shows are tough. It's, I'd see it's harder with shows, I though, because I fall asleep during a show, and then know. you don't know what the hell's going on for the last eight episodes. Um. All right, we ready to uh, to rock into the uh, topic of today? We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, Protein Bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Beautiful. So that was phenomenal updates. I am ready to bring some value to the folks. Not that what we talk about. Are you about flexing your chest? I don't mean to get distracted. No, no, no. As no. you talk, I, it I seems like you're flexed yesterday. So yeah, how much was little, that? Sorry, before swollen. we get into negotiations. Um, I'm doing percentages. So that was based off of a 375 max. So I was doing 275 for like eight eight reps. Was that set or something like that? I was proud of my 275. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but no, so today's topic, we're going to talk about um, how to negotiate. And basically how it started was I just got a new vehicle. Um, you know, I was deciding, yes, I know you have questions. The king of new vehicle negotiation. <laughs> well, so that's what really got me started because I was on a path that I was just going to buy out my vehicle. I had a Chevy Tahoe, loved it, drove incredible. Uh, but then, you know, with the interest rates right now, I only owed like 28000 on it, and the car was worth forty five, right? So I knew that it had equity. But I was like, okay, if I could just pay that off, then that's a really smart financial move. But I go to the dealership. They end up coming back with these interest rates that were absolutely absurd, that over a course of 72 months, I would have ended up paying 44000 for the car anyway. So I'm like, unless I'm paying out cash $28,000, which I'm not trying to do for the car, it doesn't make sense anymore, right? So then I, I go over to Lexus, and I've never driven a Lexus, Right, so I saw the truck on the highway. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty nice Lexus truck. Like, let me go check it out. I think I got to name your car, and I already have a name for it. Lexi. The Flexus. Oh, the Flexus. I like that. Come on. Flexus, that's fire. Let's go. The Flexus. I was calling her Lexi, and Callie wakes up, and she's like, Lexi. Lexi. Anyway, so so I, mean, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't change help change it to it. Flexi. Branding. Um, but so I, I really think um, the art of negotiation is a pretty serious thing. So I ended up walking out of that dealership like I have multiple times before, as you gentlemen know, um, with an incredible deal on this vehicle to where I basically got a $70,000 vehicle all the way down to about 56000 and then leasing off of that. They which paid me to drive it off the pretty lot. Pretty much, but <laughs> to, the point, to the point that they printed out all of their 2021 and 22 sales for this truck specifically, and there wasn't even one that was within $100 of what I'm paying. One of them 
had a lower payment and he was the finance manager for Lexus. I just visualize some guy getting on the phone and there's like signs in the back office of yep. like, don't let this guy come by. Yeah, right. And he's like, guys, he's in here. He's so, in here. Oh, it got worse. Give him, give him whatever he wants. So Get you know how I there. always have like a, you know, a pretty bizarre story I'm that's so excited to, to hear this. So at the end, finally, they're like, listen, man, you see the numbers. This is, this just doesn't happen, right? Like, so you're going to get this deal, but we can't go any further. So then I'm like, well, you, you got Starbucks? Because I see this, the coffee machine. I see the Starbucks thing. Like, yeah. I'm like, listen, I spend $4 a day on Starbucks. I'm like, am I allowed to come in here every single day and get a coffee and not have to go to Starbucks anymore? And they said, yes. I said, great. I'll see you Monday, 9 a.m. So literally on Monday, 9 a.m., I pull into Lexus and I go have a coffee. These guys, literally, they see me. They're like, you're sick. And they're on the phone already. They're like, you're sick. You're sick. And I'm like, have a good day. And now I've just been going there like once a day to get my, uh, get my coffee. <laughs> So I'm saving $4 a day on a coffee as well on top of my incredible lease. Is it so far out of your way or is it like- It's literally across the street from my job. Oh, amazing. You know, so it just makes so perfect- So you just stroll <laughs> yes. yes. No way. Michael, I'm going to take a picture of the Lexus cup and I'm going to- Fill it up, and I'm going to send it to you. And I I'm, bet you the wait is much, much shorter than going to actual Starbucks. Oh, my Starbucks. God, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to walk in and be like, Dave sent Dave me. Dave sent me. Yeah. Dave sent me to Lexus. Uh, so it got me started and thinking like, okay. That's you know, great marketing for them, though. They should actually listen, offer that to people. Right? And it, think about that How that many deal. people coming in and And how out? many coffee. I said to myself, okay, even if I just get 10 to $15 a week. You know, over the course of it's a month, insane. that could be $60. Especially if it's invested. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a lot of well, money. So I was like, okay. Um, but anyway, listen, when it comes down to negotiation, you're you're an investor, right? You don't buy things at full asking price. doesn't matter if it's in, you know, real estate, depending on the so industry. have a different thought on that. Well, depending on the industry. Um, and, and I guess the times are different, right? And if you believe it to be a good deal, then that's, that's one thing. But I always look as an investment, right? Like, why would I pay top dollar for something if there's flexibility, right? So there's there's certain things that, you know, I kind of came up with as the big process to, uh, <laughs> to really master the art of negotiation. But really what negotiation is, is working together to come to an agreement, right? It's not just a one-way street. I believe it to be a give and take. You want to jump in on that? No, I, on, I mean, I, I'm excited to hear your process because I know with the, I, I, Negotiate every day. Yep. Um, I'll be honest. When I get home with Dana, she beats me up as far as negotiation. She has the upper hand because I'm fatigued and I got to get better because she has been robbing me blind. Yeah, relationship negotiation home. is tough. Completely different. Definitely, definitely different. Um, the only thing I will add is the not negotiation, like you said, is a two-way street and you need to make it a win-win and depending on how many parties are there. But also, it's all relative, right? So like, if you want to get something... And it's this price, but you only can get it at an, a premium. Mm -hmm. There are other dials that you can change, correct? And creativity you can bring to the process, like a free cup of coffee a day, which is that's hilarious. I mean, I might have to try to use that. <laughs> like, um, so I, I like it all, but there are dials that you can change, and it's all relative because at the end of the day, if you buy something and over ask, but there's other things like financing yep. that you can change, then ultimately. You can be appeasing the other person, but getting what you want anyway. Correct. Um, I think it comes down to an art and a science, right? And a I think science. There's a big misconception, um, and really, what you have to do is you have to learn to play the person, not play the situation. Look at poker, right? Poker, you're literally playing against everybody else. You're not really playing your hand. That's why we have a bluff, right? Because you're bluffing against the other individuals. Right. So basically, when you go into a place to negotiate, you have to learn to play the person, try to figure out what it is that they want on their end to try to get yourself the best deal. Yes. You, you were going to yeah. you were going to go. somewhere. I was just uh, I'm reading a book called Cues mm -hmm. about um, basically words and how certain like words like succeed, win, achieve, create a positive uh, reaction out of other people. Mm -hmm. So you ultimately get what you want. Anyway, very good podcast. I really enjoyed it. So I bought her book. Um, that's my book of the month. Um, and she talks about poker. And she says it's funny because they did research. And when people bluff, typically, they go quiet and they don't make any movement. So the nonverbals are actually the cues. That's so funny. I'm if you watch there. poker and you see someone sitting there like this, it yep. means they're probably full of it. And I'm like, oh, I got to play poker and try it, it out. It, poker tactics are, are a great thing. Did you want to say something, CB, or no? Okay. Um, so I, I'm in a position to where I'm hiring people, right? 
I negotiate people's salary. The other day, and this, this sparked me because, and I want to put it to people who want to negotiate salaries, right? I think it could be helpful for them. This guy comes in and he's basically like, I want to race. Right? So I'm like, Did he say it like that? Yeah, yeah, I want to race. So I said, no problem, come and sit down. Yeah. And he was shocked by that. See, you throw people off because you don't react. Right. You come, just say, oh, all right, let's talk c- about come it. Come sit down. Whereas I would be, if I went in and I was like, I want to raise it, and I would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, really, so what ended up happening with that situation is he didn't end up getting a raise because he fumbled, wasn't even able to tell me, and ended up saying, oh, I was, I was just kidding. Whereas I was really willing to hear your argument as to why you're deserving of a raise, right? But you have to be able to put yourself in the boss's position pretty much to say, what is it that the boss wants? Not, not the I, not the I factor. Take I away from it. Because if you're like, well, I'm really struggling in life and I need more money, that doesn't do anything for your boss, right? But if you're able to prove it with, you know, uh, if you're in sales and you know your uh, sales are through the roof one month and you have statistical data now you're actually looking at something tangible right so try to take the eye out of it um, because if he were to come and I know he does great work I see what he does but he wasn't even able to explain it and promote himself and unfortunately you're not getting a raise for that right uh, I mean you'll get raises here and there but when it comes down to it you have to be willing to put yourself in the boss's situation and try to come to that to that win-win right yeah yeah the eye like you're saying, you got to translate the I do this to mm-hmm. I do this, which creates that for you. Yes, absolutely. Right? Is that yep. something right? Um, go to sales. I believe you never pay the ask, right? Unless, let's take the situations out of it. Take like, COVID. That's fine. But for the most part, I'm never paying the ask. You know why I believe Tesla to be so genius? Because they don't negotiate. Same thing with Apple, right? You can't negotiate with Apple. So there's certain yeah. things that you just physically can't. But for the most part, I'm looking for something that I can be flexible with, right? So there's a, a – which book is this one? There was another book about commercial real estate, this and that. And this guy would hit people with, I will give you your ask price, but then I need to create the terms. I'll give you what you want, mm-hmm. but then I get to choose how quickly I give you that what my terms are, lease backs, this and that. Correct. And people sometimes put themselves in a pigeonhole because they commit to the ask price and then they need to appease you with everything else. Right. So ultimately, yes, you're getting the ask price, but I'm getting everything else. Yep. So it's there's different. We do uh, something similar, and I'm sure a lot of industries do this, but money is tight right now, especially right now, right? So we have what's called comp time, compensatory time. What the hell is Com- oh, yeah. compensation, compensation? But yeah. it's time. It's PTO, paid time off for you know other people. I think in other industries a lot. Like when I was working for Nike, it was PTO. Yeah. Um, so PTO. yes, it's not costing me money, but it was a it was a, a win win negotiation to where you're able to offer employees a real benefit to spend some time with their families while they're still getting paid. That's an example of just seeking out the win win opportunities. Um, I. I agree with what you were saying because I had in my notes here to never give in without receiving something in return, right? Contingencies. If you're talking about um, the real estate market, but I'll take it to uh, cars. Most of the time, they're willing to negotiate on certain things, leather, sunroof, navigation, because those things, it's already built into the car. They could charge you an arm and a leg for it, but if you have to pay that premium, make sure that you're getting something in return. Contingencies, I'm sure, on the housing market, right? You want to speak on some some real estate stuff there? I just want to make a note, and Dana will agree with me. I'm kind of dumb when it comes to buying cars because I'm like, I don't even want to deal with the back and forth, so we just go in. That's my wife. Because for me, I'm like, all day I'm trying to like beat people up and do this. It's a lot of energy. So I'm like, you know, it's not worth it, just whatever. And if it's over a 20-year period, 30-year period, I don't care. For an extra- For a car for 30 years? Yeah. Sheesh. But, it, but if, it, if you're paying for it, right? Over the life of a- so what Listen, kind of, listen. Let me break it down for what you. What kind of used cars 30 you're pay, years? You're paying no, so, a yeah, car for 30 years? Yeah, right. No, not paying it off. Paying oh. for it. So if you're going to say, say 20 years, okay? Let me break it down for you. Say you buy a car and you have it for 20 years. Okay? Who does that? <laughs> what? You're driving a 1980, like, <laughs> like what are you driving, bro? Well, I've had my car for- Five years, maybe. Whatever, five years. <laughs> okay. five All right, years. I was going to say, maybe. <laughs> 72 months. But You're I'll just probably have it for another five Average years. terms I on mean, a finance car it, is five to I'll, six years. I might not drive it, but right. I'll hold on to it and maybe trade it in, whatever. Okay. Yep. So this is my thought. If I can get them down three grand, right, over five years, right. it's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's I'm not belittling the amount of money, 
but my energy and like time and I don't know the hell. I don't want to learn the market. Right. You are so much more well versed. I'd rather hire you <laughs> and be like thing. whatever you Ooh, save. I'll I've give said you half. that before. I've said that before. He should have a like a side yeah, business. We were saying that. Mm-hmm. He just goes. You hire him just to go negotiate for you and get you whatever it is that you want. Charge your fee. I think it's great. Thousand mm-hmm. dollars, no problem. Get me the car <laughs> yeah. for like yeah. you know. And it, which is great. So that's how I kind of look at. That's just my philosophy on it, yep. and it's probably wrong. No, and I understand that. No. So with the real estate stuff, it's different when I'm, I'm when I'm negotiating for a client. It's different because I'm trying to get as much as possible from them, but I'm also trying to keep them reasonable. Because, for example, I had a client that was going to walk away from a deal for ten thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. For a million three property, percentage wise, I'm like, you're really gonna instead of getting that in the mortgage, I'm not belittling five thousand dollars, but you're gonna walk away from the property that I probably can't replace. For that, and how I, I asked them, I'm like, how long are you live in the property? They're like, probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, then what's five grand over the lifetime of 20 years? You know, I'm not hard selling you. You could still say no, but yep. think about it in that terminology. And that, that part, I agree with you 100%, especially in today's market. Uh, you paying asking price is kind of a lucky situation. It's all relative. It's 100% relative. Uh, but on, on day-to-day sales and stuff like that, I think you know my, my mindset is completely different. Yep. Like I'm playing a game pretty much. Yeah. And when you guys are talking about that, that third party, yeah. that's literally what I do. I act like I'm a third-party rep in my head, so I make it a game. Yeah. Like I'm just here to represent Dave. Regina. Yeah, so yeah. I have no emotional attachment yep. to what it is that I'm actually doing, where a lot of people get their hearts broken yep. because at the end of the day, if I walked out of Lexus without a car, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm going to go to the next dealership and, you know, yes, it's, a, it's an extreme amount of time yep. and people could definitely get anxious with it because it's no joke. What's, What's impressive up? is that in this market, you mm-hmm. were able to do that because the car yes. market is extremely high right now. I was getting screwed yeah. on my Chevy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was getting screwed. I couldn't believe what they were doing. Yeah. Like it was astronomical what they wanted me to pay per month, over $600. I didn't even pay that on my lease. So personal, right? Mm-hmm. You were saying, so for a client, I do it that way. Yep. Personally, I have such a long time frame of everything I buy and what I want to buy. For example, like Bitcoin. I don't care what the price is. I don't wait for it to drop. And I just buy it. Right? I don't even think about it, yep. no bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Real estate, if I think a property makes sense, I will overpay because I know I have a limited amount of time to accumulate the properties. Yep. And by getting the control now, it's way it's worth way more to me to get it done now to have time to build the equity and build it out versus get it for 20000 less, 10000 And again, I'm not belittling that, mm-hmm. but just in the opportunity cost of not getting the property, I worry about more than actually – Buying it at a discount. Does that Correct. Make sense? Absolutely. Because the and it's just because the strategy is long term. If I'm going to buy, if we're going to buy properties, renovate them, rent them out forever, I don't care if I get another five thousand off the ask price. I just want to secure the property. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. But it's um, very different because, like, for a client, they're it's all about the motivation and the timeline and everything yep. because it's it, case by case. It's so different. We had, um, you know, Mike was my. Uh, agent when we bought um you know our house that we live in now we had offered i believe it was 40 to 45,000 under asking price at the time times were were good but we also did seek out a little win win right i remember you making a phone call to me being like listen dave there's no appliances in there right now and i was like well I'll eat that, right? I'll go pick out my own appliances. Yeah. For that, you know, I don't even want them to put it's a brand new house. Yeah. Like we'll we'll take that. So yes, the terms the terms are a little bit different because I was like, that's a win for them, but at least we get the win of minus forty thousand. Yeah. Appliances are not gonna cost us forty thousand dollars. And it gives us the ability to basically take off uh take the, the house off the market. Well, on top of it too, we had a discussion. I don't know if you remember, I was like builders want to get to the next project. Yes. And you did a good job of being like, all right, well, if that's the case, then we'll take off some, we'll make it convenient for them to say yes. yes. So by you being like, no, we'll take care of that, we'll take care of the glass, yep. then all of a sudden they're like, all right, just say yes and we're done. Oh, yeah, there were no shower doors. That? That's right. That's and, right. Which is very, you You had the background to understand that, yep. and that's one of the biggest things to get a yes out of anyone. We talk about all the time. You silver it up, you serve it up on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. And so they just, it's very easy. For example, we're going to be shooting an episode at Suit Supply. So I was like, all right, how do I get my foot in the door? So I went and bought a suit and I said, you know, hey, get me your contact, your marketing person. I want to talk to them. So they connected me. I said to them, listen, I have a video guy. I have the suit. All I need for you guys to do is approve me coming and shooting at your property. 
And they said yes, because it's like, why right. not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, you're providing that. And wind. then you bang them up later for yeah, discounts and exactly. stuff. Exactly. But you get the foot in the door, Hell you show yeah. your value, then you bang them. Genius. Yes. A um, couple more things is I think it's important to know who has the upper hand in the situation regardless. Like I kind of thought, like even in, in the housing market right now, I think the seller has the upper hand right now, right? So if you're a buyer, um, and I could be right or wrong, but I'm just seeing what, what I see. Um, if you're a buyer, you knowing that, you're more willing to negotiate maybe on certain things leaning towards them. Yeah. If you have no knowledge and you're just going in there and you're offering twenty thousand under asking, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna have anything tangible to to give them. Um, the first thing I do really is I ask the question. I'm clear and concise about the question of are you flexible? Right? You can't go into a Tesla dealership and so, be like, Are you flexible? What is they, what, their what answer if they is no. Say no. Then no, you know then I mind? have I have to evaluate. Do I believe this situation to be? Uh, is this a liar right so now? So if I me? say no, then what's yep. the follow up? It depends. Do I really want it or not? Yeah, if you really want it, I'm gonna look somewhere else to see, um, really research and so, see if I can get something comparable at the price that you know is, is a little bit lower. So than if that. I'm the car salesman and I say no, then you're like, all right, well, I'll just go to the other one. They said they were flexible. Correct. And you're done. Yeah. So basically, I utilize put the ball in their court. Yeah, a hundred percent. I said to them, you know. Are you flexible? And they said, you know, life is flexible. I said, that's a good answer. But also understand- <laughs> that's such a random answer. I, it's true, <laughs> that's though. A most, most things in life are flexible. Um, but the reality of the situation, they didn't know the terms of what it was. So all I knew, and it was a fact, is I have a Chevy Tahoe right now that I could buy out for 28000 That's want. worth 45000 Yeah. They want- That's the a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that kind of changed the game, and I was able to put equity into um, the new vehicle, which, yeah. was, which was great. I have a question. Yep. Did you negotiate the price of their vehicle mm-hmm. first before yes. you got into the whole lease situation? You're like, I like this vehicle. How yep. much does it cost? Because the first question they will always yep. ask you, are you leasing? Are you financing? Don't blah, answer blah, blah. that question. Right. 100%. Really? Yeah, I, 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 like I, I told CV that before. Um, it's it's basically, you know, you walk into a dealership, you don't have to disclose what it is that you're looking to do, right? I'm here and I want a vehicle. I don't really know if I want to lease it or buy it. Which is true. Right? What's the MSRP on this vehicle? Because people get hammered with the MSRPs. If you are paying $50,000 for a car and they're leasing you off of that $50,000, it's a win for them because they're leasing off of the top dollar that hasn't been negotiated. So what I do is I negotiate that MSRP down, acting like, yeah, I'm willing to buy the vehicle. And then last minute, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the MSRP now. We just came down ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, and I got some equity in there. I actually want to lease that vehicle. But I, I, I have the terms in front of me now. This is the MSRP yeah, we're leasing off You start with what they want the most. You get exactly. them down where they're most flexible, and then you back yep, up. Yep, 100%. Which people do with real estate. Yep. So that's something that on the seller side, I'm very aware of now, because people do all cash, Yep. and then you really have to talk to them and be like, are you really all cash, or are you going to get financing? Mm-hmm. And then some agents will spill and say, you know, well, they can afford it, but they'll probably get financed because rates are... You're not getting all cash. Absolutely. So the follow-up questions... Like if you're aware, like if I'm the salesperson, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the other side of the table, I need to do things to kind of counteract that. Yep. But what you have in your your arsenal is that they don't they want to make the sale. Correct. They're not the person reporting. Correct. They're, they're in a different position. Yes. Than the decision maker. Everyone's got different motives, and you're at the guy that maybe doesn't make the final decision, but he wants it to happen mm-hmm. just as much as you. I think it, I, I think you mentioned something before, um, and just hit that so we can see where we're at, see because it went off. Um, you have to, and this is probably the most important piece, right? Honestly, no joke here. Once you ask your final question, you have to pause. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, can I get this vehicle at fifty five thousand dollars? Silence. No, I'm asking out loud. But then silence. Typically. In negotiations, Silence is uncomfortable. the first person to speak after that question is going to back down. Yeah. And I'm willing to sit in that uncomfortable space Forever. while we're looking at one another. But also, I have to be okay with losing the deal. And make sure you know the market. I I'm watch serious. By the way, not only have I witnessed that with him, I've been in that position myself. Yeah. And it is incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. To be in that uncomfortable silence, 
and he, <laughs> you were literally Yo, there. Like it oh. could be fifteen. I mean, it could be fifteen seconds. The good thing is you don't care. Too. I don't care. Yeah, I don't have anything thing. to lose. Again, I, like that's I said, I are you the, buying coffee today? Pause. I take the emotional. <laughs> I take the emotional piece out of it. I got addition to that. Right. So what you were saying about the nonverbal, incredibly true, because that's that's really how I operate. And it wasn't until I had to like really think about. It, I'm like, wait, what did I do? And that's exactly how I operate multiple times. And I was talking to my wife, and she's like, that's exactly what you do, because you make everybody else feel uncomfortable. But I've lost deals before, too. Don't get it twisted. I mean, you know, we spoke here on when, when I was trying to buy that house in Greenwich that I just got, I just lost. You know? There, but there's- Crazy market. That was but, but again, I was pretty much in my bag. Like, I, I had, it, you couldn't have asked for, for better terms. You, you really couldn't. They, they came to me first before putting the house on the market. Yeah. You know, so there's there's plenty of things that I've lost, but if you're willing to sit in that uncomfortable space, we should have made him sign a contract then. Absolutely, that was our problem. Um, we should have had a contract. Yep. And you, if you sign tonight, we'll pay this. Then we'll pay. Yeah. Um, no, but that that uh, conversation piece to where I literally am looking in your eyes, dead at dead in between your eyes. I'm asking the question. <laughs> it's weird when you say and, it that way. No, no, I'm serious, and I'm not talking until you talk. So here's my follow up to that. Yep. Right. So you asked the yes or no. Sometimes when you hit a roadblock and mm-hmm. say I say no, right? Then the follow up to that or another question would be how can I pay fifty five thousand for this vehicle? So that they and you could do the silence thing and then they get creative right. because their switch is not from a yes or no, it's from a what can I do to make this work? Correct. That was uh Adam Boyajan's dad's favorite Beautiful. thing. He used to say, Whenever you're trying to come to an agreement with someone, this is the line you always hit them with. And it puts them from your enemy to your teammate. Mm. He said, you say to them, listen, how can we make this work? Yes. And then all of a sudden, it, the shift, the energy shifts. Because it's like, all right, we're in this together, and we'll figure it out type of thing. Versus, F you, I'm not giving in. I'm winning this argument. Absolutely. Which so I'm like, oh, the that's very first. That's 100%, and I couldn't agree more. The very first thing that we said was you're basically the art of negotiation. You're working together to yeah. come to an agreement. You can't go in there just thinking, I'm going to screw you. Because you, at the end of the day, yes, you can get a good deal. But there was plenty of things that I didn't walk away with. Like, yeah. I wanted a different color leather than yeah. I got. But I knew that there was things that I had to you know, negotiate. And you have to be be willing to give and take that. Yeah. Um, I have specific... What's up, CB? Did you have a specific vehicle that you guys were negotiating on? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's oh, that one. It has to be that way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For sure. Because each vehicle has different you know, incentives and stuff like that. This is one that, um, you know... It, I guess it's emotional negotiation brought me back to a situation at work to where, you know, the world nowadays is in a crazy, crazy place. You know, you got shootings, you got bombings. It's just, it's tough. So in the town, we have a community center. We had this gentleman who was clearly distorted in his mind um, that came in and is walking around the facility when we have, you know, well over a hundred kids in the building between after school program, kids in the pool. Like, so now it's a dangerous time, right? Guys walking around the building. He almost fights an employee because the employee came at him very disgruntled. Like, Hey, get out of the building. There's kids here. You can't be here. Right. Whereas now looking back at the situation, what I did, I really played into the emotional piece to try to get him to leave the facility. Right. So I saw, and I was able to identify that he was clearly on drugs. Like, you know, he, he had signs of drug use just from um, the, the white on his mouth. You know, when your mouth gets dry and his, eye, his pupils were extremely dilated. So I was able to see that stuff, right? But I was talking to him and I said very clearly to him, you know, what is it that you're doing here? And immediately he was like, oh, I just went on break. I work here. Was able to find out that he was 20 years back in his mind because he used to work there, right? So now I'm like... Okay, wow. Mind you, now everybody pretty much has to go on lockdown at this point. And I have one staff member that almost fought the dude, and now I'm walking down the hallway with this guy. And I'm like, you know, so what, what's your favorite part about here, man? And he's like, oh, man, I, I just can't believe, like, by the time I, I, I left the building and came back, y'all changed the floors. <laughs> like, he was, he was really bugging out. But as I'm kind of walking him towards the door, right? And I said, you know, listen, man, I don't know how to put this into your head, but I can just tell you that it's 2022, you know, and we're in the month of February um, and you're at, you know, this local community center and there's a lot of kids in the building. And our policy is that outside individuals who are not working cannot be here. He's like, what? What? 
But mind you, he was about to fight somebody. And yeah, everybody, yeah. now the police are involved. Now yeah. the police are walking around the building, but they see that now I have this individual. So they're, they're kind of letting me go they with the situation. They probably saw you SWAT. They're kind of letting me go with the situation. <laughs> they're like, right? oh, SWAT got here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was able to Because I don't think policemen are like, defer to this dude. <laughs> and really, the, the perfect scenario is getting this guy out of the building safely for all everybody involved and for himself that's the win-win at this point because i don't even know does he have a knife on him does he got a gun i mean i I didn't perceive that but he was just very distorted and and, and everybody's now you know pretty petrified so now i can tell that he has an emotional attachment to where he is so then i asked the question you know yo man what what's your favorite part about here now that you're in 2022 what do you like he's like man i just i I love the gym i want to see the gym i'm like tell me about a memory that you have in the gym so now you, I'm, you worked out with this. Now dude. I'm t- no 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 the the new gym that we did. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm talking to him, and then I finally hit him with, "Yo man, you like kids?" He's like, "Yeah, I got two kids myself." Jesus, right? Yeah. And I said, "Listen, man, you're really scaring the kids." And he goes, "Scaring kids? Why would I scare kids?" I said, "Unfortunately, you're walking through the facility without having permission to be in here, and I need to escort you out of this facility." Right. And he was like, yo, I don't want to scare the kids like my bad, my bad, my bad. So we went from a situation to where he's basically about to fight somebody to me being able to negotiate him out of of the building. But I was able to bring back, um, you know, treat him like an individual, but tap into his his mindset and realize where he was versus just being petrified at the situation. It's pretty wild. It's super wild to think about. That's like if you ever see the show where it's. um Mine hunters and they're mm-hmm. talking like hostage situation. Mm-hmm. That stuff's wild. Yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. Um, and then he ended up, you know, once we went outside, they they did have to cuff him and put him in a car because now he yeah. was trespassing. And this happened multiple times, um, but it was definitely a situation that, as I'm looking back, there was negotiation tactics used. Oh yeah. Um, I used to do sales in Nike, right? And there's something called sensory communication, right? You, you, you're rubbing your hands, I'm touch, down here. see, feel, taste, all your senses, right? And there's a sales tactic for those individuals that are in sales that you can actually use that I used to use at Nike all the time. You have to be able to read the individuals in terms of how they're communicating, right? I remember people would pick up shoes and, you know, they'd be like, wow, I love the, I love the way that this shoe looks, right? So now they're talking about the visual. There's a scientific approach to stay in the visual, mm-hmm. right? So if you now learn they're talking about the visual, I would say to them, Listen, man, you're just looking at it on the shelf. Imagine what that, you play basketball? Imagine what that shoe looks like when you're running down the court, right? Then there was a bunch of individuals that were like, wow, I love the, I love the suede on this shoe. I love the way it feels, right? What's something that you can come up with in terms of feel? Yeah, you put it on your foot, see how it looks. Right, like yeah. imagine how imagine that. when you're playing and you touch your, your toe. Yes, <laughs> but imagine how that feels. You're just touching that with your hand. Yeah. Imagine how that feels when your your heel is striking the ground with 200 pounds of pressure. Yeah. Same thing in the car industry, right? I just happen to know, you know, like an example of that would be like, wow, I love, I love the smell of the leather. Oh, you're looking at this drop top? Imagine dropping the top and smelling the spring day while you're driving by. <laughs> It sounds like it's, it's, it's kind of a manipulation, but when you can pick up on how individuals are communicating with you and you can relate it back to that same sense, you're much more likely to make a sale. They do that in real estate, um, not only for people seeing properties, but for your clients, right? right? So when you're selling a property, you have to communicate to them how you're marketing it. And a lot of the time, some people like data. Some people like visual feedback, feel. So it's funny you said that. Visual is big with with housing because it's like, oh, you can see your family here, right? Well, like, some it's funny because some people are about the data of it, mm-hmm. and then some people are about like the feeling and the visual. So it's right. It happens a lot. But the skill on the negotiation and is to mirror. You got well. You got to be able to pick up on yep. their language, yeah. on the tactics, on the style that they're using for the sense. And again, yep. it's called sensory communication. So you're tapping into the senses that they've already disclosed to you, and something happens in the brain when you match it. Yep. I don't know the you know the scientific like, piece uh, behind it, but it something ticks, and they're like, oh. You're right, and now they want to buy. And we used to crush. We used to we used to have the the most intense team at Nike, and every single month we would be the best regional sales. Every single you month guys after were month, feeling everyone. And we but we were going. Good. We were a little Nike running store going against Nike Town New York. Yeah, it's and a our sick store though. Our division was kill. Yeah, you remember when I was yeah, there? I was there for years. Uh, and for those that don't know, I almost 
stayed with Nike, and there's a position called an Ekin, which is Nike spelled backwards. Oh, I was like, and what? and it's a product specialist and a uh, uh, and you're on the product development team. It and sounds like I'm eking out my last. I'm eking. <laughs> you know. Um, no, man. I I think um, you know negotiation is definitely um, something that everybody can be applying in in any industry that they're in. One feedback or tip I'll give everyone from my most recent book is that. Uh, the nonverbal cues are very important, and to get a good negotiation and start the process, it's about trust. And one of the things that makes you so untrustworthy is hiding your hands. So, anytime your hands are not in sight, our our brain, our, our whatever animal brain, thinks they might have a rock and are trying to kill me. Mm. So, if you can have your hands visual when you see someone for the first time and have them open and palm yep. open. Uh, your ability to create trust off the be- beginning increases like some crazy percentage. <laughs> look at what's and going. That's on- an easy one. But look at what's going on with police these days, right? I was always taught, you know, keep your hand on the steering wheel. As soon as you take your hands out, and if you get yeah. pulled over, you put that window down, and they can't yeah. see your hands, they're going to be on edge. Whereas if you're very respectful, and they can yeah. see your hands, and they can see the communication style, what you're doing non-verbally, yeah, big. That, that's perfect. But that's a simple one, people. Um, yeah, no, no, definitely. And then this is what I, I absolutely hate. I will say this. Right. I will say this. I absolutely hate when people meet your terms and you do not make a deal. You know what I mean? Like I personally, because what I'm trying to do in any place that I go, whether it's a local dealership, a house, anything, it's about relationships. Right. You're most likely going to need this person again at some point if you choose Right? I like to build relationships. So as soon as these individuals meet my terms, I accept the deals. Even though I had to like, oh, shoot, my wife's not here. Like, I got to convince her now. Like, that's a whole separate conversation. But I, then I was upfront and honest. I said, listen, I love the terms. I know I'm going to do this deal. I just need to go make a phone call to my wife. Mm-hmm. And obviously come back, and then I make the deal. But the worst thing is like you, you negotiate with somebody. They, they meet you exactly where you are, and it's like, oh, can I get a little more? Yeah. Now you lose credibility. You lose respect, and it, it, the trust you know, automatically comes down. Yeah. Um, so that was just something that you know, I kind of just experienced well it. Um, in the in, in the industry of, of uh, I guess car sales, right? Uh, but it's something that I do every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with employees, you know, it's big in big in leadership as well. Um, you got anything else on negotiation before we wrap it up? No, I got to get some more steps in today. So let's I wrap see you, this my up. Brother. I see you. All right, check it out. This will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's dime of the week. Dimes, dimes. I was trying dimes. to. You lost the negotiation. Oh, oh there you <laughs> go. Let's go. Let's go. I, I was trying to give myself some some money, man. Yeah. You know, this this is what it's about. It's about dimes this week. Are we gonna do this dime right now? Absolutely. You lost again. Why? You spoke first. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but there's no deal going on here. That's a win negotiation, people. <laughs> All right. This is uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy. Let us never negotiate out of fear. But let us never fear to negotiate. A lot of individuals are very scared because we're worried about what the other person is going to feel in terms of a negotiation, right? My wife, perfect example. Where really you just have to just ask. Put it out there, right? You have the ability to get deals that you want done. You are deserving of that better salary. You're deserving of that better position. Know your stuff. Listen to this episode before you go negotiate, and I think you'll be on your way. Beautiful. Right? Almost just shed a tear. <laughs> nice to say. Um, anything else? That's it. I'm excited to weigh in this week. Come Let's back. Go. Like, I got to break 19%, I think. I got to mm. get into the 18s. I got to get to my, the. I got to reverse age here. Rever- Benjamin Button on the body fat scale. <laughs> Benjamin Button. That's how Callie says button. Button? Button? It's so funny. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Listen, we got a new, uh, some new merch coming out. Coming yes. soon. Uh, shout out. Looking, uh, yeah, shout out Adolfo Godinez. Ooh, good. Um, I'm happy you said his he, name. He's been uh, designing some stuff for us, and we are looking at a late March early April launch of a spring summer line for 2022. Definitely got to so get the body type for You that. can check us out at nosnewshop.com. Like Miguelito always talks about, like, subscribe, hit us up on Instagram. We thank each and every one of you guys. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Go negotiate. Get that deal. <laughs> I like how I got real good at Get that deal. That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on.
If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.